Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America, my name is Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. And as always, I like to refer you to our good friends, our policy partners at JustFacts.com. You've heard of Just Facts before, and I'm going to tell you about them again. JustFacts, F-A-C-T-S dot com. And if you go to JustFacts.com slash rich, you can sign up for free for their policy papers. You'll get them absolutely free. And the current one they have right now on the coronavirus is one you don't want to miss. So check it out. We've got a great show in store for you today. Great. Why? Because I'm here and I'm with you. We are live from New York. Now, we got a few things on the agenda. One of the things that we've got on the agenda is, of course, what's going on with restaurants? Because let me tell you, right now, I would normally be eating dinner. So I'm hungry right now. And as a broadcaster, we don't eat before the broadcast. So I have to starve. So if you hear a little, that's my stomach saying, where's the arroz con habichuela? Where's the rice and beans? So, yeah, I'm hungry. We're talking about restaurants. We're going to talk about rent cancellation here in the Big Apple, as well as what that looks like nationwide. What on earth happened with General Flynn? And we may, just may, if there's time, dabble with a little bit of conspiracy theories. I typically stay away from that, like the third rail, like the plague. But there's some good stuff out there right now that I might want to get into with you guys. Now, the quote that made Patrick Henry famous is, give me liberty or give me blank. Now, how do we fill in that blank? Is it with a quarantine on healthy people that's mandated by the government? Eh, no, that's not the answer. It's give me liberty or give me death. Because liberty is what we have to fight for and we should be willing to put our lives on the line for that liberty. Now, this morning, as I was preparing for the show and just being geeky, I was looking at some um, quotes from G.K. Chesterton, Catholic philosopher from uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. He says, they, and in this case I'm talking about liberal Democrats, but he says they suffer from the modern and morbid weaknesses of always sacrificing the normal to the abnormal. And I was like, man, he's talking about AOC. <laughs> All out crazy, right? She's willing to do the Green New Deal. She's willing to work super hard to sacrifice the normal for the sake of the abnormal. Because that's what progress is about, right? Their theory of progress, which is flawed, and there's a whole other quote on that, and maybe I'll get to it later, is about changing the status quo claiming that the status quo doesn't work. For example, capitalism. She says capitalism is no good, so we need socialism. Meanwhile, capitalism is what really makes this whole engine go around. But that's not the point I want to make. I want to talk about restaurants. And yeah, that's somewhat on the topic of um, capitalism. But more so is to eat or not to eat. That is the question. And what, what we have right now is you know, 90% of restaurants are closed and just a few of them are starting to open up. 
So yesterday, somebody tells me, listen, America is dead. No one's ever going back to work, ever. Businesses are adapting to the new social distancing standards. They're only going to survive temporarily. And I couldn't help but sigh. I was like, man, no. It can't be that America's dead. One example that, you know, we talked about was how bars are going to have to be eliminated. Because you can no longer be belly to belly, like Curtis Lewa says, at the bar. Because you got to be six feet away. So just imagine, you're leaning on the bar and you're like, yo, shorty, yo, shorty, or you're with your boy. And you're like, yo, what's up, dude? And they're six feet away from you. <laughs> you're like, salute, air cheers, right? You can't even uh, clink glasses. So this is the example he made was we got to eliminate bars because you got to be six feet away. So they're just not going to have a bar. There will be table service and these tables would be six feet away from each other. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about any of this stuff. So I thought to myself, let me take a look what's out there. And I find this article about a restaurant that's reopening in Texas. And they're opening and they're following the six feet social distancing standards. And under the Texas state law, you don't have to uh, wear a mask to work in the restaurant. Or to even go in the restaurant. Like, masks are not required in public. So, the owner says to the people that were laid off, Hey, listen, I've got some 40-hour work weeks available, and I want to offer them to you guys. Here's the thing. Nobody that comes in the restaurant is allowed to wear a mask. Since they're being consistent that you don't have to wear a mask in Texas with the public law. And I thought to myself, hmm, interesting. There's a debate there. Some people may say, well, look, obviously I can't eat. If I'm going out for a steak, I can't eat with a mask on my face, right? The steak's not going down. So how do I feel about being served by somebody that's wearing a mask? Do I feel like it's clean or do I feel like, hold on, do they got the cooties? Are they not getting, you know? So the owner made that decision for everybody and said, look, if you want to work here and you want your job back, no masks. So what I want to know, mask or no mask? If you go to this restaurant in Texas or anywhere else around the world, I want to know, would it bother you if your server wore a mask and gloves or not? And do you think it's right or wrong for the owner to do that? 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Teddy in Yonkers, you're on with Rich Valdez on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good afternoon, Rich. What's up, man? Rich, I agree with you on some things politically, but I disagree I think you have the same philosophy as Sid Rosenberg. I don't know. Okay. I'm a teacher for 45 years, semi-retired. You, as much as I want things to go back to normal, in the sense of what normal is, full, full, full employment, restaurants, theaters, movie theaters, parks, everything should be normal. But it's not going to be. You have kids that are contracting this disease. They do not have a grasp on it yet. Regardless of what Trump says, I know we want to get the economy going. But what are you going to do? Make life worthless? That's what that means. That's the trade-off. All right. So I think the other side of the coin is we are going to continue to remain shut down while we figure out how we're going to handle this virus. So if it takes another six months, if it takes another three years, people will start jumping off buildings and there'll be nothing left. All for the sake of saving the 1% or less than 1% of the population that's dying, we're going to sacrifice the other 99%. 
And that's the part that I think gets missed in all of this. It's, for, for example, drunk driving. That claims the lives of a lot of people. So what do we do? Shut down highways until we can regulate drunk driving? Until there's no more drunk driving, we're going to shut down highways? Of course not. That's not something we can do. So, of course, I feel for these kids. I'm here with my kid today. I have kids. I love kids. Well, let me not go that far. I don't love kids. I love my kids. But I, I sit here and I think, and I think, again, a quarantine for healthy people mandated by the government or liberty? Well, it's a tough situation. So do we make it worse or do we make it better, Teddy? Well, you know, you bring up good points and you have a good argument. Well, I guess the, I think people should wear gloves. I mean, and, and a mask all times when you're outside. Absolutely. Masks in a restaurant, both by the, by the server and the patron. All right. Well, that's fair enough. And I appreciate that. And that's Teddy from Yonkers. I appreciate it. It was a really good thought. Uh, let's go to Walter in Paramus. Walter, what's on your mind? Richard. How are you, sir? Oh, wonderful, man. Uh, I was going to say, I hate all these, you know, boot-on-the-neck laws, but the restaurants, they have these giant exhaust fans in the kitchen. It pulls everything across the dining room and the whole place. Somebody comes in and they cough, they sneeze, everybody gets it. So what's your thought? Uh, I don't know. I mean... How about, Walter, stay out of restaurants and let me go and get sneezed on? Yeah, exactly. You I stay mean, in your house. I go. I have. I throw back a few beers. I do. I don't even like beer, but I'm going to do it just because. God bless you. Yeah. Well, thanks, Walter. I appreciate you, brother. No, Let's go to Lisa right. in Brooklyn. Lisa, what's on your mind? You're on with Rich Valdez. Love your show. I love, love, love your show. I'm so oh, thank you. I'm you're so, so, mad. I'm very so nice upset. of you to say that. I hate Como. I hate the Blasio. Open up New York. My grandkids are getting drunk. They never had a beer in their life. They're sitting down, don't have nothing to do. Let me do. tell you, yeah, I've got, I've got two kids myself. Nothing. I see it. The kids are missing out on a part of their childhood by this shutdown. Am I wrong? I'm healthy. That's fine. Even if they get it, what's a big deal they have? That's a dump. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. We appreciate your call, Lisa. It's always wonderful to hear from our callers. Always wonderful to hear from our friend Lisa and all of the callers out there in the tri-state area because our telephone number again, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to be getting into the rent cancellation and more on this topic. I want you to keep it locked right there. This is America. Now, we've been talking about restaurants, and I read an article about a restaurant in Sweden and another one in Denmark. The one in Denmark has these little glass enclosures and greenhouses and whatnot, and I thought that was really interesting because that's how they're going to be isolating people. There's another one that just has these separate one-person dining tables eat by yourself. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Which is kind of interesting in and of itself because who goes to a restaurant to eat by themselves? But maybe a diner, I get you. But you can't do this because you're six feet apart, whatever. Speaking of restaurants, there's the um, bill that was just put into the New York City Council. Now, this bill's interesting 
because it's about canceling rent payments and mortgage payments for restaurants in the city. And it's been expanded to include private citizens. And this is the part that I feel like, wow, this is serious business. Because there's even a bill in the United States Senate where they're proposing $100 billion for emergency rent relief. So this pay your rent stuff is a really, really big topic. And we're going to jump into it. But about a week ago, my favorite congresswoman from the 14th District of New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, better known as AOC, all out crazy from Bronx and Queens, she had something to say. And I want you to listen to what she had to say about suspending rent and mortgage payments with the hashtag uh, cancel rent movement. Listen to this. We need to make sure that we're taking very clear federal action to suspend both mortgage and rent payments in this time. That sparked a movement where activists uh, in Kentucky and other places had a lot to say. They've been in Albany. They've been everywhere. But I want you to listen to this one activist in uh, Kentucky to get a sense of what's going on. We are here today to fight for rent and mortgages to be canceled here in Kentucky. We're calling for Governor Bashir to do that. Well, many people have lost their income, and if people can't work, they can't pay rent. Nobody should be left homeless from this, or nobody should be getting evicted from something that's completely out of their control when they're trying to do the right thing to keep the virus from spreading. We want people to know that every Everyone deserves housing. We can demand that this gets canceled and that people don't have to have another thing on their plate to worry about while this pandemic is happening. So while it's interesting that she says everyone deserves housing, I've got a couple of thoughts there. Number one is we need her here in New York because there's so many homeless people here in New York. She should be advocating for them. But number two, did she not sound like she was high as a kite? If I didn't know she was in Kentucky, I would have thought she was in Colorado or Puff Puff Give in Los Angeles. That has inspired others, including El Rey. And yes, by El Rey, I mean the king. The king himself, essential Andy Cuomo from the Andy Cuomo Daily Podcast. That's right. You guys know him. Andy Cuomo is now on board extending rental payments, uh, or excuse me, rental uh, fee cancellations to, let me just double check here the date. The pause is going on till 6-6. That's the pause New York, but he's extending rental cancellation through August. Listen to this. We're going to take additional steps of banning any late payment fees because a person couldn't pay the rent during this period of time. Also allowing people to use the security deposit as a payment and they can repay it uh, over a prolonged period of time. So what I want to know is what's your story? You know, New York, I want to know, are you paying your rent? Are you not paying your rent? Are you a landlord? How is this affecting landlords? Because obviously landlords have to turn around and pay mortgages. And some mortgage companies I know are, I guess, deferring payments so that it would be on the back end. This guy's going through March, or excuse me, through August. Will the bank support that? Let's go to Sarah in the Bronx. What's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez. I'm good. How are you? Great. Um, love your show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's very crazy that we have a governor that is supporting people uh, not abiding by a contract. That everybody who signed a lease contract signed 
to pay rent for a you know for a period of time and this governor is coming in and saying hey look uh you don't have to pay your rent for 30 60 90 days uh now we're extending it to 120 days and what's next like you don't have to pay your rent for the next six months but meanwhile uh he does not care that uh the owners property owners have property taxes to pay mortgages to pay maintenance repairs to pay water utility and it's not fair that some people are being encouraged by the government to not. not how is this rent. personally? And I, I definitely hear your point. How is this personally affecting you? Well, I, you know, as a property owner, you know, I depend on the rent to operate the building, to operate the property. And it's not fair that, um, you know, uh, proposals like this are affecting everybody. So what, how does that position help us understand that? So right now you obviously have to provide whatever maintenance or whatever you have to do. You know, if somebody, uh, just a question out of ignorance, do you provide a refrigerator to your tenants? Yes, of course. Okay. So if that refrigerator breaks tomorrow and you, you have to replace that, yes? I have to replace it in within 24 hours because it's an, it's an emergency. Right. So you've got to go out and spend six, 700 bucks, but they're allowed to not pay you. They're allowed to not pay rent for until August 20th. So is and, there any uh, relief for you? Can you say, hey, look, I can't buy a, uh, a refrigerator? No, absolutely. There's no relief. There's only a, a mortgage forbearance for the next, for the, until June, but, but all the money is, is expected to be paid back. It's not like it's free for me, for my mortgage. It's not free. I have to pay it all back in, in, in on June 20th. He hasn't said anything about so you're saying that El Rey, the king, Andy Cuomo, from the Andy Cuomo Daily Podcast, is not going to pay for your refrigerator? He's not. No, he's not. And I'm expected to have the money immediately. And not just a refrigerator. Anything can go wrong. A roof needs a repair. That's an emergency repair. A water sewer can break. That's an emergency. Thousands of dollars of repair. And it can happen at any time, and it can happen to anybody. How are we supposed to come up with the money if we're not receiving any rent for the next six months? That's an excellent question, and I appreciate your call, Sarah, because I want to get to another call uh, on the same topic because uh, we got somebody in Brooklyn that's got 400 units, and I want to know, what's your take on this, Tony? Um, let me know what's on your mind with the, with respect to this because, I mean, Sarah's talking about a couple of places that she uh, owns and manages. What's it like at that level with 400 units? Hi, my name is Tony, anyway. And uh, what's happening is this. For the most part, you know, dealing with the tenants, the tenants are understandable, and so are the landlords. A landlord uh, understands the crisis that we're in, and basically, if a tenant comes up and says, hey, look, I'm out of work right now. I'm waiting for some money. Uh, I don't know when I'm going back. Understandable. So basically, our thing is to say, hey, look, pay whatever you can right now. If you don't have the full amount of the rent, then pay part of it. Pay something, but make some payment. Uh, so how is this new executive order going to affect you where they don't have to well, pay that, through August? That is, that, that is terrible because that's going to be mostly is going to be abused by some tenants. Although that some of these tenants, they have money and maybe they have the money to go buy a thousand dollar pocketbook or a hundred dollar bottle of wine, they're going to say, hey, I don't have to pay the rent. Now, and what about the tenant that maybe has already been in court for five months or six months in New York City, especially, it takes you a year before you evict a tenant. Now you're giving this tenant an additional time. 
Why we allowing these people to abuse the system? Uh, you know what? And I think you're a hundred percent spot on. I think we need to be able to provide relief, but we have to be fair. Relief has to go to both the landlord, the bank. Uh, if we're, the government's going to get involved, they need to be fair or let people just work things out on their own. Because in real life, people go through hard times. And yeah, we're going through it in mass, but it's still something that we've been through before and we have to figure out how to deal with again. But keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. We're still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. I want to bring up just an additional topic, and we're talking about restaurants and how that goes with the face masks as well as rental payments. But I want to talk about the huge bombshell news this week. That It's been parts of several bombshells, right? In 2015, this billionaire who had a big building with his name on it decided he was going to run for president. And shortly thereafter, the sitting president of the United States, we now know as a matter of fact and as a matter of the public record, allowed the people working for him within the national security establishment, within the FBI, to surveil not only the candidate Trump, but people that were working on his campaign. And this went on, and they lied about paperwork, and they lied about things, and there were people that were being... Uh, unfaithful to their spouses and cheating on each other and all sorts of craziness with lots of text messages. And it's been like a quite unbelievable story. And all that continues to be revealed with documents that were released as part of a court document uh, yesterday or the day before. And it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. And it's led to the Department of Justice dropping all of their charges against Lieutenant General Mike Flynn who was Trump's national security advisor, and, and it was clear, like, they admitted their own guilt. This wasn't like some crack detective work. <laughs> they literally, they said we were trying to trap him into making a lie or, or a way we can get him fired because they wanted to get him out of the way because of previous bad blood, because he was appointed by President Obama, General Flynn, to be the... Uh, director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. So to not belabor that point too much... Uh, President Trump had some thoughts on this, and I want you to hear what the president had to say. Check this out. He was an innocent man. He is a uh, great gentleman. He was targeted by the Obama administration, and he was targeted in order to try and take down a president. What they've done is a disgrace, and I hope a big price is going to be paid. A big price should be paid. There's never been anything like this in the history of our country. What they did, what the Obama administration did, is uh, unprecedented. It's never happened. Never happened. A thing like this has never happened before in the history of our country. And I hope a lot of people are going to pay a big price because they're dishonest, crooked people. They're scum. And I say it a lot. They're scum. They're human scum. This should never have happened in this country. A duly elected president. And it's a disgrace. The Obama administration, Justice Department, was a disgrace. And they got caught. They got caught. Very dishonest people, but much more than dishonest. It's treason. It's treason. So I'm very happy for General Flynn. So this is the first time that in his official capacity, or at least maybe not the first time, but he sounds way more serious now calling it treason than he ever has. Before, it was kind of like, I'm candidate Trump saying this is treason, just throwing the T word around. 
Now there's a lot more substance to this. Now, again, there was no violent coup. There was no military force used. So a lot of that stuff remains questionable. But the fact that these guys are seditious in nature, yeah. I mean, they literally tried to unseat a a sitting president when they couldn't sabotage his campaign. And the worst part is all of them reported directly back up to the president. It's not like President Obama can say, oh, man, these guys did this. I had no idea. I mean, he had to have an idea like the National Security Advisor exists for the president. But for the president, there is no National Security Advisor. Who would they advise? They, they are the director, the official title, director of the National Security Council. Who chairs that council? Whoever sits in the Oval Office. So obviously, President Obama was aware, Obama was aware of what was going on. And the real question is, we want to know exactly to what extent he was involved. And there's even more information of him when he was finding out what was going on in a briefing. He almost like put his ears on his head and did like, la, 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 la. He, he literally said, all right, that's enough. I don't want to know more. Knowing that what they were doing was wrong and he wanted to maintain plausible deniability if he were ever to be questioned about this under oath, which may have happened down the line. Who knows? But I want to know what you think about this. Do you think that this was an act of treason against the United States? Do you think that Obama and his henchmen were just playing dirty politics? Or was this really like beyond the pale sedition against America? Let's go to Brooklyn. Uh, Jimmy, you're on with Rich Valdez. What's on your mind, brother? Look, some people have needs. They have low economy, you know, low, low income, and now you have this economic Now, decline. is this low economy and needs anything like low T? You're saying the Democrats have low T, like low testosterone? Well, I don't know about low testosterone, but these people, they're very smart. Not, not the Pelosi's, not the AOC. The people who devise these strategies and tactics are brilliant. You get enough people desperate, and then you promise them, well, reparations for slavery. Now there's a movement, reparations for gays. To get rid of the student debt for the students, you get the young. So you can get wait, the, wait, hold on the, a second. <laughs> so reparation for, for gays, is this because there were people held in slavery because they were gay? No, they have, that's because they, they claim they were discriminated against. So the radicals who lead them, the radicals lead every group. It's the amount of influence they get. Now, if you could think you're going to get free money, you're going to listen to who's ever promising it to you. Now, if you really need the free money, students that owe a lot of money, uh, people with now the economic decline, the radical left, the socialist revolutionaries, get these people alerted and excited. Now, uh, they'll vote left then, because if you vote left, you're going to get that money. If you don't get that money, you become radicalized, you become an activist. If they get now, that you know, money... Jimmy, this well, sounds wait, wait, like wait, wait, New wait, Jersey, like where they give out free money or, or government jobs to get you to fall in line. If you, if you collapse the cities, that collapses the states. You collapse enough state, states, you collapse the country. You collapse the country, this, this economic thing, this green plan, the communist plan to deny us energy will collapse us. When you add all of these things up, it's not an accident that Earth Day is on Lenin's birthday, April 22nd. That's the founder of the Soviet Union. This is not an accident. No, I agree with you. Not It's never by accident. These guys know exactly what they're doing. You're mentioning Lenin. You're mentioning, uh, obviously, that opens the door up to Stalin. And, and these Leninist and Stalinist tactics of using Marx's theories to continue to control people, to get rid of 
God. And that's a key part. Why? Because our rights come from God, right? Our, our, our rights come from God, not the government. So the minute you eliminate God, now you can say, well, your rights come from the state. And we're the state and we're the nanny state and you're broke and you need us. So we got you. And this is the tactic that they're using to get at Trump. And it's unfortunate because Trump brought a lot of really good things to the United States. And now that we're in the middle of this pandemic, or I should say we're not even in the middle, we're on the tail end of the the pandemic, so many obviously left-leaning politicians are holding on to this power. It's almost like when they try to take this microphone away from me at 6 o'clock. I'm like, give me another hour. Give me another hour. That's how Andrew Cuomo looks when the Andy Cuomo podcast, when story time with the gov ends. It looks like, you know, he's like, no, give me another half hour. Come on. He loves it. He's drunk with power. He's never had such an audience. I get it. The difference is he was elected by the people to do a certain job. And I was hired by the radio station to do exactly what I'm doing. But that doesn't change why they go after Trump. And, I mean, even Trump supporters are being uh, targeted. And I want to go to Martin before we hit to the break. Martin's in Miami. Martin, what's up? How you doing, uh, Rich? This is Martin from Lexington. Yo, what's up, Martin? And Martin, okay. and, Martin and, and Rich, it's Patty also. Oh, hey, Patty from San Diego. How are you? <laughs> so listen, so, so real quick, uh, something unfortunate happened to one of our members, Tony Diaz. Uh, he went to a rally at, at the City Hall Park uh, in, in Brooklyn, uh, you know, to basically protest, you know, this, this lockdown that you guys have on there. And they got kicked out, but eventually they got uh, arrested for no particular reason. And uh, so I, I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, it's, it's, it's all about control with these Democrat run. What makes uh, that? What uh, makes you say that? What's that? That it's about control. Because you know what, we've been quarantined already. You know, it, it's time for us to open up the country. You know, and they they just want to keep us on a lockdown to keep controlling us. You know, our lives. Uh, luckily, I, I live in a red state, uh, Florida. It's, it's different, and I think at Miami, uh, they were saying next week we're going to open up. It's going to be broad. Even restaurants are going to be opening up. But it just seems like all these Democrat-run states are, are on lockdown. Let me ask you a question, Martin. If you go to a restaurant next week, let's say you go for a un sandwich cubano, right? You go for a Cuban sandwich, you go down to South Beach, and, you, and you're on Ocean Drive, and you're doing your thing, where I wish I was right now. Palm trees, little, little uh, saltwater sea breeze, running across the bald head, getting that tan. Anyway, let's say you're down there, and... You know, you go to get your Cuban sandwich and you have your drinks and you go home. And then the next day you hear, after the first weekend in Miami, we find out, oh my gosh, infections are up. This is up. Everything, hell, all hell has broken loose in South Beach. What do you do? You know what, Rich? Rich, this is, this is my take on it, okay? And I'm going to just kind of revert to San Diego. San Diego has a population of 5 million, 150 deaths, not even 1%. Less than 1% of cases that we have in the, in the county of San Diego. Okay, so comparing that to Miami, if there's a, if there's a, a flood of increased, uh, an increase in, um, in viruses and spreading and, and all of that stuff, how many people are dying of heart attacks and cancer? 
How many people are dying of diabetes? How many people are dying of kidney failure? How many? You can't just go ahead and place your focus. I totally on- agree with you. And, and that was the reason I asked the question, because I want to know. If we find out that more people are getting infected and we already have a baseline, we know who's getting infected. Now, the media is having a feeding frenzy on a very unfortunate uh, set of circumstances that's happening in New York and New Jersey where small children have been infected with something that's somewhat related to coronavirus, but not coronavirus. And I don't want to get into that because I think it's not cool. I think it's too soon. I think they're little kids and I don't want to talk about their death on the air right now. Uh, Maybe once we know more facts or if their families come forward and say something. But right now that's in New York. That's the big story. They want to talk about five year olds because why? We already have facts. We know if you're old, if you're fat, if you smoke, if you have anything that predisposes you to having a compromised immune system, you're in that one percent that could end up being a fatality. The rest of us fall into that 99 percent. And I might even be in the 1% because, you know what, I'm a little rotund. I like to eat arroz con habichuela. So, you know what, a little too much rice and beans. But my point here is don't quarantine 99% of the people for the 1% of the people that are at risk. We have to have responsibility for what we do with our lives. We'll be right back. This is America. We're still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden right here in New York City. And we're going to get to your calls and more. We've been talking about rent cancellation. What's the deal with the restaurants to wear a mask, to not wear a mask? What's up with social distancing? Will bars ever come back? Plus, was it treason what they did to General Flynn? And how much did Obama know? All of that and more. I want to get to some of the calls because we have a couple of minutes left in the segment. And uh, let's start with uh, Lou in Rockland County. Lou, what's going on? Sir, I represent, I'm a landlord with several investment properties. I represent other landlords as well. We're getting totally screwed by Governor, Governor Andy Cuomo with his new policy regarding uh, rent cancellation and no, no authority to evict. I mean, he has no concern at all for the landlords at all. And what is it going to look like when these landlords get foreclosed on and they go before a judge and they tell a judge, that they did everything they could do to get their money and to be responsible and to pay their mortgages. But New York State had their hands tied. Yeah, and I, do- I hear you on that one. So let me ask you a question, Lou. What, what do you suggest? What's your recommendation? Well, my recommendation is if they have to hold back the rent, I understand that. But then there has to be agreement with the banks that the mortgages have to be pushed back at the end. And also the towns have to hold back property taxes yeah i keep hearing that and you know what it's 100 percent true the government's like hey we're looking out for the little guy not realizing that the little guy is living in in the landlord's home and the landlord is himself the little guy (laughs) right (laughs) because you're the one really losing right they get to live for free for this time being and you get screwed that's absolutely right. I mean, could I ask the supermarket to not accept payments from customers who come in? And All right, well, hey, it's a pandemic. Them? Listen, it's a pandemic. I lost my job. I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to shop for free. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, that's Target. not how it works? I thought that's yeah. how it worked. All right. Well, thanks, Lou. I appreciate your call, brother. Uh, let's move over to Joe in Pompton Lakes. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Can you hear me? I hear you great. What's up, man? Good. How you doing? I'm enjoying your show. Listen, I'm Thank a professional you. chef. I've been doing it my entire well, life. Well, you know what's interesting? I'm a professional uh, eater. In addition to being a professional I talker, I eat as well. We have something in common. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so really, I mean, you've touched on a lot of subjects here. Um, 
But basically, look, I, I know people have been affected with the COVID. I know of people that have passed away from it. I also know about the same amount of people that have got it, got it, and recovered from it. Um, bottom line is there's really no way to stop this. Uh, you can have social distancing all you want, but that could go on for years. The object of this quarantine or, or, or lockdown was to not overwhelm the healthcare system. So basically everyone is, we're just being locked down to get everyone sick slowly. I can't work. My club is shut down by the Governor Murphy. So basically, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm not a uh, protester, but basically the reality is I've been denied the right to work. I've theoretically been denied the right the right to work because 97% is shut down, and I can't get unemployment. I can't even find... It's just... Yeah, no, I hear you, man. It, it, it... It's really difficult to to look at these situations because these are real people, right? And I don't know what kind of club you're at, and I hope it opens up again, and hopefully one day I can check it out because it sounds fun, especially if you like to eat, like me. But, no, I get you, and I'm a Jersey guy. You know, I'm born in Brooklyn, but I live in Jersey now. And this is, this is to me, the, the most egregious part of this is we're not allowing people to live. Let people do their thing. You know why? Because a black market's... Right around the corner. They tried this once with alcohol, and they're like, oh, no, no, alcohol is illegal. And what did that do? It created an amazing industry in the black market for alcohol, for moonshine, for speakeasies. But I want to go to uh, Arthur in Douglaston. Uh, he has a good point about smoking, et cetera. Let's hear about that. Arthur, you're on with Rich Valdez. Yes, hello, Mr. Valdez. Great show. I like Thank you, show. sir. I like that um, Latino amigo line. That's <laughs> line. Alliteration helps. That's cool. But my opinion is you know, this, this, this virus is too contagious. We're all going to get it eventually. So what we have to do now is not just eat well and not just make sure we exercise. We also have to avoid, since this is a disease, I'm sorry, since this is a virus. Yeah, it sounds like you're a little tongue-tied, so I appreciate your call. Make sure you write it down next time before you call in. We definitely want to hear your point, but we want you to get it across to all of the listeners here in WABC land. Uh, but I do want to get everybody in. So let's go to Jerry and Valley Stream. Jerry, what's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez. Oh, yes. Uh, Rich, I just want to make sure you get a lot of kudos for your analysis of the communism and how it's uh, taken advantage of and finding its way into the, what's being identified as the socialist progressive left. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I think that's I mean, I just call them like I see them. But do you see something different? No, it's a hundred percent correct, and I appreciate that you that you're also in agreement with Jimmy. I'm an old timer, and Jimmy's been around since Bob Grant. Oh, you know, it's I'm, funny. I was going to say to him when he was saying, "I said this stuff is a bunch of fake, phony fraud, fugazi." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so get off great. my phone, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm so kidding. I love Jimmy, and I love Bob Grant. He spent his life researching all of this, and what he says, you can bet on it. So, Oh, yeah. Bob you know, now, Quick plug for Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy from Brooklyn's an avid talk radio caller, and I, I was watching a documentary, and I'm forgetting what it's called right now, but he's on there as Jimmy from Brooklyn. He's uh, one of the experts featured in the documentary. So, yeah, he's not just uh, Joe Schmo from Brooklyn. He's Jimmy from Brooklyn. He's an expert on communism and the Soviet Union. But anyway, Jerry, get back to your point. No, I said God bless both of you. Stay with it. Thank you. Thank you. And I apologize if I spoke over you. I've never met a microphone I didn't love. 
You know, so it's like it's like I said, they have to pry it away from me. And right now, it's that time. They're coming knocking at the door. There's Chad Lopez right now giving me the evil eye, telling me, get off the mic. And I'm like, bro, give me another half a half hour. Just give me another half hour. I don't know if I'm gonna get it. And like I always tell you, my favorite quote from Hamilton If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And like Sir Edmund Burke always said, the only thing that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you, me, and everybody else listening, to sit there and do nothing. So do something, read something, know something. Take action, because this is your country. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.